Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go, Jerry. Are we ready? We start now? Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Is that too soft-spoken? You didn't, I'm trying to change my whole demeanor in life. Why are you changing your demeanor? Uh, sometimes I get a little too excited. I'm bringing it down a notch. I'm not about <laughs> bringing This is our depressed okay, podcast. Why don't you bring it down and I'll bring it up. Hey, everybody. You bring it down and be all somber. Um, this is the Board I'm Game somber. Stops podcast. This is a podcast tough day at work. about board my, games. My dog died. Other, you don't have a dog. Other things. That's because he's dead. Why did you bring that up? Rest in peace, Fido. And other topics. Where we discuss mainly pop culture things, but also board games. And we like board games. We like them a lot. How did that become the saying, rest what? in peace? R.I.P.? What is, what I'm is sure that? it's Latin for something. Probably so. Probably rest in peace. Restus in Pisicus. Yes. Oh, Restus yeah, rest, in Pisces. Uh, rest rest well, in the fish. What was it? Uh, Respetado. Respetado. Yes, tequila. The tequila. The rested tequila. Restacado. <laughs> rest in Reposado. No, it's a. Uh, Please it means, and thank you. Oh, yeah, it just means rest in peace. There's rest in peace. But, like, that's the thing. Like, every, that's like universally when some, something Latin, happens, rest Latin in peace. Latin had a word. Latin had a phrase that meant rest in peace. And it was a very pretentious phrase. And I'm drinking blood and honey. And Latin. Oh, you said Latin had a phrase. Yes, Latin had like, a phrase. Like that's, like, that's a group of people. Not a band. It is a language. A language. Yes, Latin. Yes, I know that. You should, I, but I feel like your verbiage is wrong. Like you should say the Latin language had a phrase. Ah, uh, yes. My language. Speaking of weird phrases. Yes. Go ahead. Hit me with it. Why is it that everybody compares? And I'm sure there are jokes and skits to this, okay. but I was literally driving down the road literally? yesterday, literally driving down the road. And I was thinking, why is everything compared to rocket science? Well, well, think about it. <laughs> that, da, 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 da. Well, it's not rocket science. Well, so let me tell you what I did. I looked up. Is there a rocket science? No. No. No, there's not. And there's rocket propulsion, and there's other rocket engineers. Yes, there's engineers. There's propulsion, but you don't go take rocket science 101. No, you can't sign up for that. <laughs> so why is it compared to this thing that doesn't exist? It's a general term for meaning like trying to put a rocket into space. Because in terms of science, has there ever been a science for which there was so much competition in modern history? A particular nanobots. Science. Right. Well, everybody's really worried about the big nanobot race. Yeah, I read like Michael Crichton's book, The Pray. space race was a big thing. Right. 50s, 60s, 70s. Everybody trying to work and get everything lined out and uh, kind of get our, uh, you know, just trying to get their particular country to be the best. And what that required, that required scientists and scientists that worked on rockets. And it was just a generalized term, rocket science. Well, it's not rocket science. You know what isn't rocket science? What? History. And I was going to remind you about this. On our last podcast regarding tapestry, you were going to talk about a certain tapestry. This might have... Oh. And you didn't talk about it. And so let me... So why don't you collect your thoughts on that and let me... Let, oh, that kind of upsets me. Collect your thoughts on that real fast. Because this... I don't know... I we're going to hard merge this. I got this. Okay. I All got right. This. So our last podcast. I'm going to bump the podcast we had banked. Yeah. So this would be right after tapestry. True. So I'll take all this out. 
No, I won't. Here you go. So, like, here's the deal. We have a lot of highfalutin people that listen to this podcast. Highfalutin. That's a good term. Highfalutin. Yes. So, like, they play the flute. Very high up. On a very high, high note. And we even have some... Zamfir. We have professors, and now I say even rocket scientists, that listen to this podcast. How do we know? Because they send us emails, and then we stalk them on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Gabby communicated with our resident professor, Denva, and inquired about a certain tapestry, a tapestry that we actually like. We don't like Tapestry, the board game, if you listen to our last podcast, FYI, spoilers. But there is a tapestry that we like that I have forgotten all about, and Gabby will now go ahead and tell you about it, because I can't say First it. of all, do you know what a tapestry, just <clears throat> in general, is? No, Yeah, I do know, but do you want me to act like I don't know? No. Don't. No, Gabby. No! I, 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 I do. Yes, oh, well, just it's, answer. It's a thing where you use a loom. <laughs> And you like you sew it's together. A, oh, it's so like a thing. my dad. Here's like a thing. My and Jerry's answer is it's a thing. It's a thing, and you wool, you wool cotton and wool. Whoa! And you like make a picture. Whoa! It's like my dad. He used to quilt. Wove. And so he would take he'd take things that reminded him of certain events, and he'd wove them into a quilt. And then you'd have this. Hey, quilt. Really? Yeah. And so yeah, that he not only you know thirty nine kills in Vietnam, but he also quilted. <laughs> And so he would have these quilts that he'd give out, and it would be like, "Look, this I was just your quilt. This you. was the shirt that you wore when you were six years old, and now I've woven it into this thing. Aww. And it was very nice. I get that. Well, they are woven. They are woven. They are woven. Uh, and they were. Oh, good lord, where's my notes? It says a tapestry is a, a textile art. Okay. I don't know about textiles. Traditionally woven by hand on a loom. On okay, a loom. so what Not made... Not the fruit of No, the just loom. a loom. It's... <laughs> Take you a second there. Go ahead. No, I'm good. When I was watching Downton Abbey, I was noticing all the tapestries on the walls. They have a lot of them. Like, that's their wall. is just covered with tap... They didn't have wallpaper. They had tapestries. I want us to have a tapestry. We kind of do. I got the Enterprise right no, there. I want us but it's to not have hand a woven. Maybe they'll someone will weave us a tapestry. We need a woven tapestry. Okay, well, anyway, so as we play tapestry, I'm like, why is this game called tapestry? And Jerry says because you're supposed to draw these tapestry cards, and I guess that's like uh, the tapestry of your civilization is supposed to tell us the story, which it does not. Okay. So then I just look up tapestry, and like immediately this by by you tapestry. Mm-hmm. Bio tapestry depends on who's it's saying bio. it. It's not Bayou. Bayou is down here in Louisiana. <laughs> bio tapestry, then. and that tapestry is just the place where you go to get beer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to the tapestry. Yep. Uh, Denver said that the bio tapestry is one of the most important pictorial works that we have. It tells the story of the Norman conquest of England. So some guy named Norman went into England and took it over. I know about the Normans. (laughs) He went in there, Norm. No, I got it. I know about the Norm. Sorry. I did learn about the Normans. Tell me. Is that that what they're called? The Normans? Yes, that's the Norm. (laughs) Get it? Did the, feel oh. free to write in and correct anything I'm about no, to say. No, but William the Conqueror was the Norman. Before he was William the Conqueror, though. Well, he was William, William the, the Bastard. The, really? Yes. How dare you. And William. Is that like a name everybody just called him? Yeah. No wonder he got in fights because all the time. he was born out of wedlock. 
I know. That was a thing that they'd look down upon if you were royalty back then. And so you could see, though, the motivation. Motivation. If that's what your title is, you want to do something better. You're like, "Mm, gotta get rid of this name. So here's what William did. All right. So Edward died. And Ed. Ed. (laughs) Ed Norman. Yeah. No, Ed was over England. Right. He was the English guy. He was the king of England. The king. So when he died, there's this guy named Godspeed or Godfriend. I can't remember. Godwin. I was like Winsome. No, it's Godwin. Trust me. Godwinsome. Godwinspeed. Godspeed. Godspeed. Because Godspeed was like, this is my, I'm the king. You're the best. I'm the king. Losers always give it their best. The king told me when he died, I could be the king. So I'm going to be the king. Well, then like. Because Edward had no heir. Yeah. But like William was like, wait a minute. They said I could be the king. William was down in Normandy. So what happened is back in the day, why Normandy existed before D-Day was like the Vikings used to go out and they was would, that just a misspeak or I mean before the day? No D Day, like before 19, the day. Like nineteen forty. Like back in the day? No, D Day, like the attack of World oh. War II. Okay. Okay. That's where they landed was in Normandy. Oh, Normandy's yeah, I've north heard of, that. of France. Right. And it's so basically the Vikings used to go out and raid and they liked this part of the area. And from what I understand the French were like, you can just have it. Just stay here. So the <laughs> Vikings y'all, y'all stay up there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bother us. That's what they're doing in High Vikings, the TV show on History Channel. They're like just, they're like that's they're starting to go into wanting to go into France and so stuff. So they go more. into France and they really like it because why wouldn't you? Picard's there, vineyards, truffles. So they gave them Normandy, and they're from men from the north. So uh, Norms, they're Northmen. So they took over Normandy, and so they, you know they like Normandy. And, and which it, of which all of this I did not know before I started looking up information on tapestry. Thank you, Denva. So basically, William gets tired and he says, "Look, Bill, I'm gonna go take I call a him Billy. Yeah, Billy, Billy says, the bastard. I'm gonna go take. I'm the king. Oh, Billy. So Bill gets gets in Normandy and he gets his ships all lined up. But you better get your ship right. But to get across the channel, the wind has to blow just right, and the wind didn't blow. So he just mm. sat there on the. On the <laughs> yes, you can't. You can't Uber oh. over there. He's like, oh man. So he Looks waits. Like we quit the wrong day. So while that was going on, there was a Viking named Harada. Okay, now this is new to me. I didn't hear this and all the stuff I read. Harada was like... Harada Rivera? No. (laughs) He was very upset. (laughs) Al Capone's ball was (laughs) empty. (laughs) Not Geraldo. Harada was this dude that he was the best Viking like ever. Of course he was. Like he was was up there with Leaf. He was like, uh, 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 what do they call those guys? The crazy ones? Berserkers? Berserkers? No. He had fought forever, so he thought that he should be the king. So what Harada... Another one? Yes. Oh, yeah. So he was, like, attacking up north. Yes. He showed up up north and was like, ah, I'm just going around. And Bill went down south. Yeah. So Bill was still not getting there south. So what happened is, is Godspeed, or Godwinson, he goes up north. Harold. It was Harold was his first name. Harold? Harold was the one that, like, became king that William ends up killing. Arrow in the eye. He okay. Took, not the, not, not the name. Spoilers. He didn't take air on the name. So like the eye. Godspeed, Harold, he goes up front and they fight over this bridge and he ends up kill, killing. Uh, almost, you sound like you were almost fixing to say bread. Okay. <laughs> they fight over this bread. It's bridge. It's this bridge. <laughs> they fight over this bridge Jerry's and he kills tired. Him. He we're kills recording him. this after a full day's work. Just FYI. He kills this guy, right? He kills Harada. Harada River. What, what Harold wait, did. Wait, wait, wait. Who killed Harada? Harold. Harold did. Harold killed okay. Harada. Okay. And Harold Godspeed, what happened was he moved so fast. Quick he, as a cat. He went up like in four or five days, he traveled like 
I can't remember how many miles. It was a like bunch. way up there. A bunch. Well, by that, by the time that happened, the wind changed, and then Billy was like, oh, "I can get across the ocean, oh, the little channel." Man. So he lands, and then Harold hears about it, and he's like, "Oh man, I gotta get down south." So he comes down south, and that's where the Battle of Hastings took place. I believe Hastings, it, where yeah, I get my comics and movies. Yeah, it went out of business. Hastings was in ten sixty six, I think. 1066, correct. So the Battle of Hastings, the big things to the British. I've heard that name. Yes. I've heard of, I remember watching like the old Errol Flynn movies where he was like Robin Hood, Ivan, was he Ivanhoe? Ivanhoe, yeah. And they always talked about the Normans and the Saxons. And I never knew what was what. Well, here's what happened. The Anglo-Saxons was Harold. And the Normans. Was Bill. Was Bill. So Bill and them fought. And that's what that boo tapestry was Bio. all about. Bio tapestry was all about. It's a 70 meter tapestry that relates the story. We don't have meters here in America. That's yards. 70 yards. Okay, whatever. I uh, don't understand meters it, it, or kilometers. Kilometers? Yes. They're less than miles. A meter is roughly three feet. It was three point something, right? And a yard is three feet. And a yard feet. is three so feet, exactly. So it's slightly longer than 70 yards. yards. Why don't we use meters? Because we have those. You put quarters in them, and they (laughs) let you park. So, Norman is not a person. No. It's a people. It's a place in France. Normandy. Normandy. Normandy is the people. The place. The place. Normans are the people. Yes. And the Normans come over, and then, fun fact, Billy won. William become the conqueror, and then Norman culture which right. was kind of sort of French culture. Not nomenclature. Which was kind of... S- Norman culture. Kind of sort of Viking culture. Kind of right. took over Britain. And that's why Britain has some weird words and things. Because Anglo-Saxons used words well, that were different. And then Normans used words that were different. And everybody kind of looked down <clears throat> upon them. Well, they were talking about how important this was. It's super important. Because basically, William would like mer- like he would attack... But then, like, merge cultures. Like, he would blend, he would take stuff from them, and he would merge into it. So, the Anglo-Saxon and the Norman language basically became what we are using as English today. Correct. So, I thought that was fascinating. Like, I literally, in my life, have never heard this story. So, here's the thing. And I learned it from playing a board game that had nothing to do with it, but I looked up what the board game title meant, and then Denver... Emails me this. There's a YouTube video that's like five minutes long that explains it very quickly. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. From BBC. And she says she shows it to her students. And it's excellent. And it's I I already love the Middle Ages. I don't. You know what? I'm getting excited. I thought I was going, okay. You don't like the Middle Ages? I'm back down here. You like the Middle Ages? I love. I find the Middle Ages. So Anglo-Saxon words, which are the words that everybody. You ask me a question, then you just like turn away and start talking. Anglo-Saxon words were considered to be like words of the people. find them fascinating. Whereas. The Dark Ages. Normans use highfalutin words, like old French words. And so, for instance. Stormin Norman? Yes. They should have named Bill Stormin Norman. I wish they would. <laughs> that would have been so much better. <laughs> so, like, Anglo-Saxon word would be like cow. But the French word was beef. Yeah, right. Instead right, of calf, right. it was veal. Instead of swine, it was pork. Instead of deer, it was venison. Instead of snail, it was escargot. So, unfortunately, Harold... Like, I mean, he died. You really need arrow to the eye. King, like King Harold, it just doesn't go. Mm-mm. So, but William, William. and Edward, yes, a, those, those are, are king names. names. Those are there king are, names. There are, that's why you didn't uh, King George, uh, Prince Harry, uh, William, 
Yeah. No. I bet there's not going to be a Herald anytime soon. There many, Sorry, Heralds, if you're listening. But back in the day, there were a lot of Your Jerry's. Jerry. A lot of Jerry's. We we had that going on. Like that was super, King Jerry. Yeah, that was super popular. King Jerry was like a thing. There were a lot of kings. And named now Jerry. you're synonymous with goof ups on Instagram and uh, YouTube. Let's see, King Jerry. Don't be a Jerry. Oh, well, I, I and uh, when I Google King Jerry, Jerry Lawyer. Lawler, the American wrestler, pops up. Morty, was that? Oh, was that show? I don't know. Rick and Morty. Rick and There's Morty. a Jerry on there. He's got a goofus. <laughs> Anyways, thank yeah, you, Denver, for, for writing in. Denver also said there is a Game of Thrones tapestry based on the Bayou tapestry. Yes, and she was going to try and find that and send it to me, but she was real busy, so. But I've got to throw this out there. If you have the king of the Game of Thrones tapestry in your home, I'm going to just guess you're what? single. <laughs> no, well, no. Why are you making because fun of our Because if fans? it was me, look at my room. Your room here is where all your stuff is contained. And you right. Were, you weren't like this well, before you got married. You were cool. As I Wait, what? <laughs> you were cool before you got married. No, this is exactly it, how I was. This is exactly how you was? I just didn't have the money to buy it. Oh, so you were, you were, you were a closet nerd? <laughs> no, I was not. Cl- I, I read comic books. I watched all the movies. You watched Archie. I collected Archie. I went to comic cons. Did she know that, though? She, I, I tried to get her to watch Star Trek. She just didn't like it. What's your thoughts on the new Star Trek coming up, Picard? Picard, it looks... Uh, Here's what's very sad. I hope it's not the tapestry of Star Trek. Riker looks oh, old. But he looks... I like the way he looks, though. He looks what? distinguished. He looks distinguished. He looks Data. Like, Data's messed up. <laughs> Data, Data, Data looks like he had you a facelift and it was messed up. How do you explain an android skin getting older? I don't know. You don't. That's why Brent Spiner stopped wanting to be stop being Data. Because he started looking like John Travolta after his facelift. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's bad. That's bad. Very bad. But I'm excited because I like Star Trek. I also like Star Wars. I love Star Trek. I'm looking forward to The Mandalorian and the trailer with Obi-Wan. Hello there. Liking that, too. I'm going to get Disney Plus, and I'll have plenty of TV to watch. I am not at all excited about the new Star Wars. I couldn't I am. I, I just want to know how the story ends. Uh, I'm bracing to be disappointed. Bracing for disappointment. I mean, I'm at yellow alert. I mean. You mean what? Say something so I can know what you mean. That's how words work. <laughs> That's how Anglo-Saxons I, I mean, communicate. I don't know. I just... Okay, moving on. Okay. I don't have nothing to say. Oh, oh. All right, we were going to talk about... Tiny Towns. <laughs> you okay. Like what, you like what I did there? I guess we're, that's where we're going to go. Tiny Towns. I like Tiny Towns. Tiny Towns is a little game... Tinyton. ...that my wife enjoyed playing. My wife doesn't enjoy board games. My kids, at their young age of seven, mm-hmm. enjoyed messing around with it. Tiny Towns by a designer, a new designer, and I like new designers, Peter McPherson. I also like Googling uh, designers on the BGG. Mm-hmm. McPherson. Why? He's got a nice beard. He looks like a lumberjack. Oh, Look at him. Yeah. He's kind of got the whole, I'm trustworthy. He's a handsome fella. He's a handsome fella. Well, Mr. McPherson, 
You did a good job. And your game even has an expansion coming out. Mr. McPherson. Yeah, it's called Tapestry. What? What? That little board on Tapestry is basically Tiny Towns. Oh, yeah. I remember telling you about that. No. So on Tapestry, I'm glad you brought that up. You're bringing up, you're, you are the best co-host. <laughs> I don't tell you that a lot. I'm not going to argue with you. But I'm going to tell you right now. I've had some poor co-hosts in the past. <laughs> He's still sick. You, well, no. no. Wait, who else have you co-hosted with? I can't tell you. Besides I don't, me. I'm not going to talk about my are previous co-host. Are there some BGG episodes? Why are you asking me about my previous co-host? Do I ask you about your previous host? How many have there been? <laughs> I need a number. <laughs> no. So, essentially, in tiny towns, you have your little grid. And the idea is you're placing cubes out on your little grid to form a certain pattern. Once you've completed that pattern, you can wipe those cubes off and place the appropriate building there. Tiny Towns has a lot of replayability because there's numerous cards that depict what these buildings do and what their uh, scoring bonuses are. So essentially, it's a very, very light family level game. It's not a filler, I wouldn't say, because, I mean, it is, it's slightly longer than a filler, I would say. Okay. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Is it longer than 15 minutes? Mm, it's maybe. 30 minutes. What, well, what's filler length? Uh, 30 minutes? 15 to 30. 15 to 30. And I think this game consistently hits about 30 33. Minutes. So, there's also different variants to where you can... Ha- so the variants of the game are very are very easy. <laughs> you said "ver" a lot just then. Variants. There's a lot of various variants that are very. <laughs> <laughs> there are various variants that are very interesting. The cards that you have that will flip out will depict which color cubes come out, and the color of cubes, of course, are what. <laughs> color of cubes, of course. <laughs> You're really with the. What do they call that? It's a. <laughs> Why are you making fun? What of do they us? call that? Where it's like. It's like the, the, the letters a lot, like, you know, Peter Parker. Picked a pipe of Yes, what is that? What is that called? Uh, annoying? I don't know. What no, that? that's like a phrase. That's, an, that's a, a thing. Is it an Anglo-Saxon phase or a Norman phase? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. It's a thing when the words thing. start with the same letter. Uh, oh, haiku. Go on. My IQ is so high Stop. that my haikus are on point. Go on. I really like Tiny Towns, Mr. McPherson. Alliteration. Alliteration. That's it. Suffocation. Suffocation. Abomination is what we're going to play after this. Uh, I'm really excited to play Abomination. All right. Well, go on about Tiny Towns. I like Tiny Towns. You said about all there is. If it's you bingo. have a family, it is kind of it's bingo Tetris. It's Tetris bingo. If you have a family and small children... And children and families. They, they what about come. people that don't have families? You just made them feel bad. If you're by yourself, this has a solo version. Oh, it does. Okay. So you can play by yourself and cry and pet your cats. <laughs> if only I had a family. <laughs> and stare at your Game of Thrones tapestry hanging from the walls. Oh, oh that's good. And now I feel people leaving us bad reviews. No. But. I really like But you don't care about bad reviews. I don't care about bad reviews. We may have said this before. Somebody left us a one-star review. And if we find you. They said nothing about it. We. (laughs) (laughs) I will find you. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead. I like Tiny Towns. I did not. It was okay. I didn't say it was great. I said it was. I liked it. Uh, Easy, big fella. Well. (laughs) (laughs) I just. Why did you contradict me real fast there? You're like, I don't like it at all. Uh, I didn't like it. It's not. It's not. It literally is bingo slash Tetris, and you're putting these buildings out. 
question. Did you like the random or were you call were you call out the cubes better? I like calling out the cubes, but I like that he did. Call out the cubes. I like to call out the cubes because what he's referring to is that when it's your turn, you can say uh, brown cube, and then everybody has to place a brown cube on their board, which you can look around the board. So you can help yourself and and also mess up others. Correct. Or you can just have this deck. A little more strategy. A little more strategy. Or you have this deck of cards, which just flips out. That's the color cube. Super random. Super random. Makes it very tactical. So you can go a strategic route or a tactical route. Which would you prefer? I like the version that's the easiest for my children. Which is what? Tactical. Okay. Drawing the cards out. Right. This is a good family game. I like good families game. How old are your children? Seven and six. What's their names and where do they live? Why are you getting this? (laughs) Thank you for that. I don't like sharing personal information. Yes, I noticed. What is your social security number? The other day, (laughs) the other day, I I just remember this for some reason. I was driving my truck. This is completely unrelated. Sidebar. But I like tiny towns. Go ahead. I don't. We were, I was driving my truck. I was in a pit. Rock pit. (laughs) What? Oh, okay, go ahead. Rock pit, that sand pit. That confused me. Right. I was because in, in law enforcement pit, terms, the they pit say despair. In, <laughs> in law enforcement oh, terms. Oh, they were trying to reboot that. You pit somebody. I think somebody we discussed that. And it knocks them off the road. What about tar pits? Are they real? Yes. There are pits of hot of tar. tar. Yes. Can you imagine falling? That was like, that would be But you just horrible. avoid it. You just avoid it. Don't go there. Where are they? Where are their tar pits? Is uh, that like an old Jurassic thing? What is that? No, that'd be Jurassic. Hang on a second. Jurassic? Hang on. Jurassic. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Tar pits. Go ahead. Tar pits. There are still tar pits. There are natural tar pits. There is the La Brea tar pits, a group of tar pits around Hancock Park formed With in Will Smith? urban Los Angeles. No, Another. that's right. Joe versus the volcano. No, not, not Joe versus just volcano. Yes, it's, apparently this is in California. Tar pits. That's weird. They have like a. You can go and look at them. So is that where they get tar? Like Home Depot? I'm gonna go no, Home Depot get some tar. They, and they just tar, go out there to Los Angeles tar. and scoop it out. Tar is just rubber. Put it in a bucket. And don't you just warm it up. I remember roofing our house when I was a kid. And my dad had buckets of tar, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was neat. But it was like hot. Is it very tiring? <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> so anyway, I went to this rock pit. <laughs> this is something I've never seen before. Yeah, rock pit. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm fixing to tell you what I've oh, never no. seen before. Hit me with it. A coyote just walking around. A Not co- running. Usually, I only see coyotes as they run across the road. A coyote. This coyote was like acting like a hung, Like I've been to pits before. Like They have like a dog that's like there, and he was always begging for food. This coyote was just walking around from truck to truck looking for food. I've never seen a coyote that tame. And then that made me think. Coyotes are mostly nocturnal, I believe. Although I do see them running across the road during the daytime. But every animal, why is it every animal, like a wild animal that comes out, they're like, if it comes out during the day, it's rabid. I don't know. <laughs> it's got rabies. This, I, and I, like skunks. You see a skunk during the daytime, people will tell you it must have rabies. This is for country folk. <laughs> so if you're in the city, you probably don't know anything. Here's what I don't but know. But here in the Midwest Southern of Area. Texas... <laughs> 
if you see a skunk out, they'll say it's got rabies during the day. Okay, rabies is very rare. Exactly. You know how scared I was of rabies as a child? Like every rabies what? was like a thing. Did you yeah, watch you Old know Yeller? how rare? Yes, Old Yeller. Uh, what about Red Fern? No, that, no, just, that died. just died. So you had Pig. Old Yeller, but it's like rabies was like a thing that you were constantly warned of. Well, you're like going to die. Nobody survives rabies. Like eight people have survived rabies. Like you just don't really? survive it. Yeah, it's terrible. So what does carry rabies? Uh, bats. Warm-blooded animal. Uh, I think I say warm-blooded. Like, yeah, bats can carry rabies. What about owls? I've seen owls out during the daytime. They don't Are they a, rabid? They don't give a hoot. A rabid owl? <laughs> they, they, they get sick sometimes. An attack owl? <laughs> An attack owl. <laughs> Could you imagine something so Ooh, horrifying? The owls of Gahul? Did you ever see a, that? No. Here's the thing. Like not, with armor and stuff on? Not every animal that comes out owls. during the day. Let's discuss warrior owls. Not every animal that comes out during the day. Is rabid. rabid. Don't you know That's that there's just some you. animals that are like, hey guys, I just prefer the day. I just like, I like going out during the day. The nighttime depresses me. I, I have a raccoon. I feel you, owl. That lives n- close to my house. The dumpster. Raccoons. That's another one. Like, he if you see them during, during the, day, the day, they're rabid. He comes out during the day. I'm telling you, these nocturnal animals, skunks, raccoons, owls, if they're out during the day, you hear, oh, they must but, have rabies. But this, uh, this raccoon knows that I go out and put out the trash about six o'clock. So he's just waiting. Smoking a cigarette? He's just waiting for the trash to be out, so he's a trash panda. Little bandito. Goes out there and gets out there and gets his stuff out, <laughs> and then goes about his business. Have you ever seen Owls of Gahul? This is Zack Snyder I, movie. Oh, who? Zack Snyder. I know Zack Snyder. He's he made the, this movie. It was a it was a good uh, animated good. movie the owls? about owls. Owls of Gahul. You know they I were, love owls. They were so. all Australian, but they were like warrior owls. And they would Warrior have like armor, owls. and it was like lots of slow motion because of Zack Snyder. Yeah, I've never seen this battling in slow motion owls. Why do owls fight? Uh, Are there different types them. of owls? Snow owls against non. I don't owls? remember it that much. I only know the snow owls. I don't know any other type of owls. Wood owls, Terminator owls. Owl will be back. I set myself up for that one. Let's talk about Yokohama. Owl. Did you ever watch Owl? Alf. <laughs> I remember Alf. Alien Owls. Alien Alf. I want to but talk about cats. Yokohama. We're going. We're. This is a new segment. We're, oh, having- we're done with tap. Uh, uh, Tiny Towns. Tiny Towns. It's fine. It's a little game. Slightly longer than a filler. Jerry likes it. I was man for a family. It's nice. Family. And, and Enrique likes it because his little hands. Because yes. you know his fingers don't go right. all the way to the joint. Because he's eating them off. Uh, he has. He likes it. He enjoyed placing the little uh, little towns out there. <laughs> With his little he fingers. has little tiny hands. His little dainty uh, Enrique would like to say, he told me to pass this along to everybody, that he's feeling much better. <laughs> um, he's very sorry that he missed the Area 51 gathering. <laughs> he thought he was at Area 51. He did not realize that he went to, too far. He went to California and went to a club called Area 51. And that was it. That was kind of the. That's it. where the story ends. That was where the story ends. He said he. Yeah. If you see Enrique out during the day, he's got rabies. <laughs> Pretty much, Enrique. You know, it's hard to get him on the podcast. We have to wait till the sun goes down. Yokohama is one of my favorite games. We played it again. We played it again, and so this segment where we're going to talk about games for which we have mentioned previously. Now we're looking back on it. We call it our look back segment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very inventive. I thought of that. We'll go trademark that. Tra- trademark pending. Uh, we're going to look back one year, five years, and ten years. <laughs> Yokohama. Yokohama by Hayashi Hayashi. I love this game. Absolutely love it. We had played... I think we played Gentees before we played this one. Oh. <laughs> so we played Gentees. We're like, Is that how you oh, pronounce it, bad, <laughs> pretty much. And so we played Gentees. And then Yokohama just made it appreciate... Made us appreciate Yokohama even more, and it's it's just smooth. It's interesting. It's tight. It's a good worker placement. It's trail building, trail. path building, route building, trail building. But I, the last time we talked about Yokohama, we talked about Yokohama versus Istanbul, and why we like Yokohama more. And I thought about it some more, and I like Istanbul. It's fine. It's I enjoy it. But I would much rather play Yokohama. And I thought about why. Why would I much rather play Yokohama? Because there's slight tweaks that make a big difference. For instance, the laying down of the workers to form your path. Correct. That takes forethought. Forethought, not afterthought. Forethought. So, like, you need to know where you're going to go, where you plan on going. So, that strategic, when you put those, what do they call your assistants on there? You're building up power. Correct. So there's all, just those two things alone. There's a lot that goes into that. And when you finally make a move on your spot, then depending on the power you've built up, you can make moves accordingly. Istanbul doesn't have that. Istanbul's literally just move to a spot, discard a worker or gain a worker and do that action. And there's no variance to it. But Yokohama, just with those two things, the laying down of the assistance and the build up for power, and then you get those assistants back. Just, I don't know why, but the regaining of those assistants is satisfying because like you can be depleted. Then you make your path. You go to the spot where you've built them all up. You get all your assistants back. And you're like, oh, I'm ready to go again. I really like Yokohama. And I agree with everything you said, I think, but I wasn't listening, but you were saying it with such conviction. I that did. I must well, I have it written down agree with for it. once. You did? You wrote that down? I wrote that all down. You're killing the format of the podcast. We don't write anything down. <laughs> oh, what are you looking at? I'm looking at a Kickstarter. Why are you doing that while I'm talking? Because it's by none other. I listen attentively it's to every word by you say. none other than Hayashi Hayashi. I didn't name right but he has an upcoming kickstarter the designer of yokohama also there's a build-up to bigger points as the game goes on in yokohama where in istanbul it's the same you go back and forth back and forth you get these points get these points get these points yokohama you can go these different areas and you just get you might start off at five then you get 10 then you get 15 it's like bam 30 points bam yes i like that it's very satisfying so hayashi hayashi has another uh kickstarter going for another game i can mark it off my notes now called Emperor's Choice. As of right now, as of this recording, it's not live. It's by TMG's TMG Games. It has the Mejong tiles. Looks kind of. It's interesting. It looks like a very interesting game. Probably, I'm going to end up backing it, even though it doesn't really look like something that is up my alley. But just for the sheer fact that it's this designer, I just can't pass it up. I really like Yokohama. Which kind of brings me to the point that we have an episode on Yokohama. If you want to hear more about it, you can go down. I think it's like episode 38 or something like that. Did you just say that? I mean, I, how do you, what? 
Why did you say a number? Do you have any idea? No, but the listeners don't. <laughs> they don't know. They'll just go down and look at episode 38. They'll look for it if they want it. That's how I say. But are there any other designers that you really like? Like designers that when you hear that they're making a game. Simone Luciani. Okay. Boom. Daniel Turksey. Yes. Uh, Martin Wallace. Yes. You've said good names, sir. All of them good names. Off the top of my head right now, that's... Uh, the Yokohama fella, I don't know anything other than Yokohama. Which but. I'm interested in playing more of his games at BGG. I think it's fascinating that there are fan clubs, like we talked about on our earlier podcast about Tapestry. People who really like Jamie Stegmeier and really are very protective of Jamie Stegmeier. I think that that's good to have some loyalty to designers, to really know that this is who you like. But you need to be realistic about their their designing, uh, the, their designs, their efforts that they put in in the games that they make. For instance, there are not every Martin Wallace game I like. I enjoy a lot of Martin Wallace's games, but he's made some games that haven't been that great. Just the same with Uwe Rosenberg. I don't like any of Uwe Rosenberg games besides Gates of Loyang. I, I was not a real big fan of his. Same thing with Stefan Feld. I wasn't a big fan of Stefan Feld. Played Castles of Burgundy. Really liked it. I'm looking forward to playing in the Year of the Dragon at BGG. Have kind of heard a lot of good things about it. Need to play it. Is that him? Yeah, says Stefan Feld. You do a disservice if you are a fanboy for a designer and don't look at their games critically. And I think you do also... Objectively. And objectively. And I think you also do the same if you completely ignore a designer just because of their other designs that you that kind of fell flat. I think you kind of have to give everybody a chance. And right now, like uh, J. Alex Cavern, we really liked a lot of his designs. Even yeah. though he's not very prolific. But the games that he's made, we've enjoyed. So, I think of what I'm saying is, is that Yokohama is a game that if you have not played, I urge you, I beseech you, to take the time. I bequeath you. The find it. Does that work? Play it. Bequeath. And enjoy it for what it is. An excellent Euro game. All right, well, that's all the time we got for today. It is. Because we have to get off here and play Abomination. Abomination. Suffocation. I'm Gabby. Dedication. This is Jerry. We'll uh, see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. 